Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. everybody welcome back to the tng podcast i'm your host marcus luttrell every week it's my job to fire you up to ignite the legend inside of you and to push you to your greatness join me every week as i take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard charging people on the planet they're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life teach you the values of working your ass off and charge through whatever life throws at you this is the team never quit podcast so buckle up buttercup What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. We've got some great guests in the studio today, a long time in the making, and it's exciting that you guys are here. Dr. Martine, we've got uh, Ryan Roberts in the studio as well. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah, Have super pumped. We, we like to kick things off with what we call our Patreon question of the day, and uh, we'll keep it pretty light today, but what was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Hmm. What a great question. Favorite thing to do? Yeah, whatever. No, no, Wait, well, no what, more specific. That's it. That's all they give us. I would say like nine. Nine is the perfect kid age. Like when you think back. Yeah, I don't know. Like when, you know, we're going to get into the medicine, but coming out of the medicine and being able to sit down around my kids and I have a three-year-old daughter, just watching her imagination and her connection mm-hmm. with everything and the lack of fear, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. I think, you know, the, the journey we'll talk about today kind of puts people into that space where they can connect with being a kid again. So it's almost like the perfect question for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think being at that age, you know, three, four years old, you know, before all that social stuff is packed on top of you, that conditioning mm-hmm. where you can just be free, like that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. What about you, Dr. I would back that up, that uh, just being in a fantasy world and just playing out like different scenarios and... Uh, different roles for the future. I think that's that was my favorite thing. My favorite thing, I lived in a neighborhood where all the houses were like right next to each other. And um, 
everybody had kids. Like mm-hmm. the whole block was kids. And we would just play outside. We would make up games where we pretended to like pull a rope when a car was coming by and they would slam on their brakes, but there was no rope. <laughs> we, would, <laughs> we would do all kinds of, uh, yeah, like t- two people on one side, two people on the other of the road, and we would get down and then stand up and pull it, and the car would just slam on their brakes. We were like, ha ha. <laughs> no, no idea the danger, right? Yeah. I mean, no idea. We did all kinds of things. Um, so my favorite memories of kind of that age range were just playing with all the kids in the neighborhood. One of those was Kristen Glenn. She's a longtime TNQ, uh, uh, part of TNQ, helped build TNQ, and uh, she's on our wedding. She's yeah, one of <laughs> she's one of my besties. Um, so that is some of my favorite childhood memories. Is just. Um, being a kid, doing dumb things and having fun. I'll never forget it. Saturday morning cartoons, man. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. going outside to play afterwards and the day was beautiful after school, especially. Saturday morning cartoons. And that lined up and then wanting to go outside and go on adventure. I lived on that ranch, so it was this for internet and everything. We went outside and the air always felt crisp. Right, it was like this energy that, that came with that. I, I know we don't grow up fast. We just get big fast. Mm-hmm. And growing up kind of takes a while. But <clears throat> it's a shame to give that up. Mm-hmm. When you stop, I mean, because you, you have to grow up, right, apparently. But there, <laughs> there is that. And it, it's, it's, well, yeah, well, you don't know here. Yeah, you That's right. Military, stop, you can extend. Right. <laughs> you can extend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of us grow up. The rest of us try to hold on to that childhood for as long as, as uh as we possibly can. And I, I just, man, I, I, I vividly remember that. I like the fact that we didn't have fear as, like, kids. You know, you would just do yeah. anything. Like That's it. Your imagination was, like, at its, you know, most open and wild. I would love to just, like, explore anything. Like, I thought it was so cool to, like, crawfish in the ditch, you know, like, catch crawfish. And I thought that with just one match and a pot of water, I was going to boil said crawfish. It was not a reality. We would just do everything as kids, man. Just, you know, imagination, you know, was just wide open. The fact that I was an entrepreneur at a pretty young age. So like, I like to like make business ideas, even at a pretty, you know, as a kid, I was selling candy out of our play, like, you know, our, our little swing set. We had like made like a little drive through window and I would buy candy from the you know, grocery store and then try to sell it to the neighbor kids. So just, I don't know. Just the hustler. Live, just living for the moment, yeah. you know? Hustler. Yeah, hustler, man. Because remember, at that age, you look through, your lenses are different. Totally. It's like a bubbly kind of everything could, is possible. Everything's possible. Everything's possible kind of thing. And you kind of get to this point in your life, which kind of sucks, where you're like, oh, those things aren't for me and that I can't do that. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wait a second. When we were kids, we could do whatever the heck we wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a deep question. As long as we weren't bothering our be... parents. <laughs> that was going to be bubbly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, I think it was fun. All right. Well, if you guys want to check out Patreon, it's patreon.com slash teamneverquit. You guys can get exclusive access to the show. You can give us questions to ask our guests. You can get some bonus swag, some cool phone backgrounds, all that cool stuff. But we are excited to get to today's topic. I'm so glad you guys are in the studio. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, happy Happy Friday. Friday. Good day. It's a great day. Fridays are just... I heard they're talking about making four-day weekends. Yeah, yeah, I'm about it. (laughs) <laughs> I have no doubt you are. <laughs> was there ever a time when we, when we didn't work fine? Right. No, I do work all the time. <laughs> there 
there be no four day weekend? We, we were always working. Never had to find something to do on your day. Yeah. That's right. You would be starting another business. I would be. That's yeah, probably I mean. how it worked back in the day when we just came up with one or two. That's right. right. Exactly. Even on the days off, you were doing something. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm super excited about uh, our guest today. I got to know Dr. Martine last year. Uh, it's been a little over a year. Um, and he has healed not only my family, but so many of my friends and family members. And uh, anyway, I'm very excited to have you on today. So thank you for He's coming. He's our doc. Yes. That's ought to be interesting. Thank yes. you for hosting this. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, doc, be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think all of this kind of started when uh, we had uh, the Capones on. Amber and Marcus Capone came on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, probably in like March or April of last year. And they shared their story. I think it was a two-parter. Yeah. It was a two-part podcast. Um, they shared their story of um, being healed by this uh, controversial psychedelic medicine Um not so much con- controversial, but unknown. You know, the, yeah. a lot of people just... Which brings all that with it. Yeah, right. they're scared of the yeah. word. We're all... I mean, I was scared of the word. So, um, but they shed light and... Oh, if we're talking about it, you know it's broke through. Yeah. I mean, they, well, <laughs> they were... sitting on my doorstep? Right. Yeah. They right. were vulnerable enough to share their story. And, um, and because of them, so many people have been healed since then. Um, but that's how we met Dr. Martine and, um, and we're very grateful for that. So there is Dr. Martine, will you explain kind of the process (laughs) of, um, how veterans go down and get treatment and what it is? Yeah. So it, uh, generally word of mouth referrals. So people meet, um, their colleagues, teammates that have gone through the process before they get connected to us. We make sure that they're good candidates from a medication standpoint, from a health standpoint. Then we pair them with a coach. And this process can take anywhere from two to four weeks of coaching and preparation. And then they come down to Mexico for a four-day or five-day retreat. Um, it's a lot cooler than you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to team guide up a little bit, all right? Because <laughs> when you say when we say you just can't go down there to do this. Yeah, Perfect. correct. I'm telling you, don't do that. Because <laughs> when you saddle up with it, you know, it's kind of... But the the gift comes from going through it, and, and when you say it calls to you, it's because mm-hmm. I, I, there's some guys, you know, you won't, you won't even talk to them about it. Because mm-hmm. you know that you can see it. I mean, there is a shift. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then when you say it calls to you, it's like, hey, man, you'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. You just hear about it in the wind. And then months will go by or a year or something like that. Yeah. For some guys. And then, sure enough, man, someone close to you will mention or something. You'll hear something about it, and it just kind of keeps coming at you and coming at you until you... Man, before I knew it, I was on my way down there. Yeah. Right? But it's, 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 it's kind of like it's our... It's a, you couldn't SF that even more if you... And if you tried, it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you got to be recommended for this thing. It's called down to you. you got to train for it. And that calls to it. It's a it's cycle because that's how we're set up. Yeah. And it's... The, the the program. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean just just from the time that sucker comes knocking on your door, mm-hmm. your right. life's gonna change. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, the medicine begins the minute you start hearing about it, and you accept that into your life. And team guys, the way we talk, I mean, everybody, 
Uh, and we'll get into this whole whole line about how important it is to keep in touch and, and everything like that, man. But who you wind up down there with? <laughs> I mean, because every guy will tell you something. There's generalities in what you hear. Yeah, that's how we. That's our underground language. Like he'll be talking about something, and there'll be one thing he says that I'll latch onto, and I'm like, Roger that. I understand exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> All that other stuff is fluff or whatever. But there's a few things in them sentences that I pick up real quick. Right. Yeah. Well, for me, the the word psychedelic medicine scared me because the word psychedelic. And mm-hmm. to me, that, that means a drug, and drugs scare me. I have never done a drug in my life. I don't drink alcohol. I've never smoked. Like, it's not my thing. So it just it terrified me. And I knew a lot of people doing it. And I was like, oh, good, great for them. But I would never do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want my husband doing mm-hmm. that. Um, but when I saw true change in people, mm-hmm. um, people that I knew well and that were legit crazy ass psycho kind of yeah. people. Um, you know, my buddies. My closest buddies, right? <laughs> like they, die for you in a second kind of dudes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah they're a little no, off. I loved uh, them. I loved them as, as my... I mean, she did, yeah. They're, that's, that's they're like my went. brothers, crazy. Um, yeah. but I I loved them, but they were crazy as shit, yeah. like very crazy, and um and I completely saw them change to where they were gentle giants now instead mm-hmm. of crazy giants, and not only gentle, but they were. It was like they they lost all of this temper and anger and meanness and and just like darkness. Mm-hmm. It just fell off and that's when I was like there's got to be something to this I mean I've known these guys for years and I'm seeing these huge changes and that's when I just started like delving diving deep in and asking a million questions and um you know I would call all these people have you heard of this have you done it what did you hear you know I just I wanted to know everything Mm -hmm. And then when the Capones came, and I still never considered it for Marcus, mm-hmm. um, but I was just interested. And I actually started telling people, you should do it. You should do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need, your husband needs you That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, go, What go. happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Here we are. And I still had not considered it for Marcus until the Capones came. Mm-hmm. And I heard their story in it hit home so close to me. I was like, oh, wow. Um, yeah. And I, when I had talked to Marcus about it, he's like, I'm fine. I don't need, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but there's definitely <laughs> some healing yeah. that you can yeah. have. Like yeah. I said, right. everybody needs healing. Like I yeah. feel like I need healing and I don't know what from, but I feel like I need, I could use healing. And I didn't register. And you know how that, when they say it to us, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and at first, Mark was like, I don't need it. Everybody else needs it. And, and, <laughs> and, so yeah. just like that. Just like <laughs> that. That's right. right. Almost to the scoffer, but I don't scoffer. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the best way is, uh, I can describe it is when Banner got a hold of the Hulk. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, with, with with our guys, there's a few of us, especially, man. And in and, and all of our communities, there's some of them guys that got pushed. The edge walkers. Mm-hmm. We wanted them there. We hung them out there. You know, I was a medic, so I hung out there with them, man. And it just, whatever whatever we picked up was, you know how we feel. Like It's like riding your wild. No one else could ride that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But, he, but they, they work together very well. 
just don't put anybody else in her next to him. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of slammed and cinched that belt up, tighten the laces, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. That, that's kind of what happened. And with, when you, she said the, the, the titles, the psychedelic medicine, mm-hmm. I grew up in that era too. But I, I heard someone say one time, it's 40 years of therapy in that weekend. So think of psychologists and psych, psychologists and psychiatrists medi- medicine, right? Because it's, it's a mental thing. But but it works. I mean, it's a cure, not not just the. That's right. It's not a bandage. Yeah, right. Not a bandage. Thank you. Yeah. And it's not a drug. And that's my biggest thing about advocating for this is that you're not using it as a drug. You're not using it for pleasure or to numb or, or disconnect. To numb it's like a surgery. It's like going to the hospital for a yeah. freaking surgery. Not not yeah. going in there to get some. It's a psychic surgery. To, yeah. yeah. Not going in there to get some freaking Vicodin. Yeah. Because you're bored or whatever. And it's not something <laughs> yeah. that you go and do by yourself either. Like you just get it off the street and try it. Like this is something that should be done through a program. Absolutely. And yeah. um, and Dr. Martin, you have like the, the best program because you've got the best people surrounding you in this. You've got the coaches, you've got the medic, the all of these different people that went before you go, they they want to know your blood work. They want to know your vitals. They want to know if you're on any other medication. You know, they're they're actually they care about your well being and mm-hmm. that you do this in a way that it is a medical procedure. Absolutely. It's not just oh, I'm going to get high or whatever yeah. or or I don't know what people. It's, that, <laughs> well, it's, it's also like joining the military. I mean, or or. Uh, it, it, or it's pulling you out of the matrix, or however we we were talking about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like it recentral. Marcus said it pretty good. It's like man, it resets that central nervous system. Mm-hmm. So imagine coming in brand new with all your knowledge, mm-hmm. and and re, you can retrain the sucker to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important. And like, hey, this is what yeah. y'all line it out pretty good. Yeah, and then, the more work you do on the front end, the more you get out oh, of it on the back end. Yeah, it's like, it, it's, yeah. it's like bolted it in there. Mm-hmm. It's ingrained in it. We get, get in your whole DNA. Changed everything. I mean, it's so transformational that you need some type of a framework to put it into afterwards. Yeah. Because you could come out on the other side worse, right? If you were in the wrong place, too. yeah, yeah, right, with yes. the wrong people. I mean, you you could come out wrong on the other side, not no, no, healed. No. There like, was a movie I out did here. see yeah. somebody come out worse, and I have to say, sorry to interrupt, babe, but the, but the per, the one person that I saw that came out way worse than they were before is because they didn't really believe in it. They didn't do the prep work. They went down there, came back, and immediately started drinking like that mm. night. Ooh. And it what in that person is, I mean, like awful. Yeah. Um, and I think it did make them worse because I kind of explained to people, and I know there's no scientific proof of this, but it's like a car wash for your brain. And so you're like cleansing everything and then you go and put all these toxins right back into it it's just destroying you and yeah. destroying who you are yeah um, i mean doc can speak to us actually it can be dangerous with the ibogaine yes. where you yeah. don't want to come out on the other side and then introduce that back into your body yeah, yeah. and that person did it within 24 hours that was, so, made, that was made perfectly clear to me mm-hmm. well i mean i think you bring up a really important point i mean so many people you know probably us included come out of the medicine and we want to get on the biggest mountain and just yell out to everybody who's struggling and say come on like mm-hmm. we can help but you know we have to temper that Right, mm-hmm. because we, it'll get to the right person at the right time in their own process on their own path, mm-hmm. and you you got to be willing and you got to sure. be ready, right? Because uh, it's more dangerous if train you're not, them like that. You know? Our guys are spe- specifically trained 
already for that. Right. We were kind of talking about that. I was like, hey, look, when you're out, man, you're, you're a J, just initiated. Yeah. You don't even know what you don't know. That's right. Right. And even in our communities, man, if you after one one deployment, after one, you're just a one platoon wonder. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> then you just, then after no two, doubt. you was just a two-pump chump. Yeah. Like you never got up yeah. there where you were good enough for anybody. Yeah. Right. Which makes you stay on the on the path. I mean, that for when you get up in the morning, what do I have to I there's something I gotta do before I go do that. Right. And if you if once you get in, this is the cool part, it gives you your breaks and because that's all in there as well. But if you back off of it and start doing some dumb stuff, it'll be like, hey, what are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. Because then that, that, your buddies will start showing up. That's right. It's like you can feel that disturbance in the force. <laughs> that's I, the truth. I, the reason I keep referencing that is so people understand what kind of a general idea what I'm talking that's about. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to preface and um, say all of that on like how we got introduced. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, how did you get introduced to this? So I got introduced pretty early uh, as a teenager. My dad was a hippie, so he was involved with some peyote circles that were happening around Mexico, and he took me as a 14-year-old to just participate. So I I got to see the reverence and the respect that my elders had for these uh, experiences. There was a lot of ritual and ceremony. Um, That made me more open to then read about psychedelics and be just fascinated by by drugs in general and medicines. and then at 21, I had an experience with mushrooms, which was uh, really transformative. It made me realize that uh, it was wrong or it was very dogmatic to be an atheist, that I could not categorically say that God does not exist because everything I saw was alive and was breathing and was infused with source energy. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So that's how I got into psychedelics. And then I got into uh, treating people with Ibogaine by trying to help a family member who was struggling with addiction. And we had tried everything as a family to, to help her, but nothing was, was taking hold because she was in this mindset, which is called addictive thinking, which is a very delusional, disordered mindset where people can justify their drug use and they think it's actually good for them or you know it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took her to see an Ibogaine provider and the day after I was able to walk with her on the beach and it was such a profound experience for both of us to see how this had shifted her perspective. And with addiction, oftentimes it's just that shift in perspective which is needed for somebody to move away from the addiction. Mm-hmm. So she physically moved away from where she was using and she got back into school. She started doing yoga, started eating healthy. Well, a bird in a cage can still fly. Mm-hmm. By removing herself from you know the place that she lived and her environment and everything that kind of nurtured her addiction, did that help long term? Uh, yeah, that that definitely helped, and uh, it was also getting back into school, eating healthy, doing yoga. So it's really important with psychedelics 
to emphasize the integration of the experience and the daily practices. So if you want to maintain the benefits of, of an experience like this, you have to meditate, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, yeah. 20 minutes a day. Why does that word scare people? First of all, I didn't yeah. know what that was. Yeah. I, I don't mean, and I was, in SEAL teams, they had my ass underwater. That's all I did. And same yeah. with him. But yeah. if you'd have told me to actually think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And say, hey, that's what that is. And when y'all, when I got broken down for me, like, how do you clear your mind? It's impossible. You can't really do that because the minute you try to shut it off, it all. Well, that's what that's what that is. It's clearing. Mm-hmm. And when you said concentrate on every bubble of air that goes through your nose and try and make a relationship with mm-hmm. it down mm-hmm. and just count your breaths, because most people can't count ten breaths. Mm-hmm. Something will come in their mind. They'll just whatever. So I focused on that. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do five, like baby step it. Totally. <laughs> that was. Uh, and I had no idea what meditation was, but if you just take the time to breathe for your body, what do you think it's going to do while you're breathing for it? Because it does it by itself. Right. Yeah. So I always looked at it like this, because mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. they're, they're, those are three completely different things. Yeah. Well, and there's different ways to meditate. You can do the breath work apps. You, you can yeah. do, yeah. like for me, it's the rosary. I, yeah. And that is a true meditation. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of different ways to to you meditate, reading but, a book. Yeah, you can be sitting with your kids. It's whatever yeah. gets you to close off all of that monkey mind. Right. Yeah, right? a lot allows of people you to focus. think meditation is like some sort of weird whatever. Like sitting on a mountaintop. Yeah, they don't you know? understand <laughs> it. But. So a better term is this actually like mindfulness. It's just yeah. being present and being aware and yeah. And, yeah, and it's actually concentrating the mind, not trying to like make it blank. It's, right. it's focusing on just one. Look thing. Look at what you're at. Yeah. Where you're, like concentrating where you're at and looking yeah. at the beauty in that, as opposed to letting like yesterday or whatever else fly in there. It's mm-hmm. like the moment grants it grants yeah. you that peace as long as you concentrate on it. Mm-hmm. Because you, there's a difference between looking, seeing, and watching something. Mm-hmm. What are some mindfulness tips for the listeners? Because I think that that's, that's something we talk about a lot, but I think putting it into practice can be Yeah, nobody ever says what they are. It's like, what do we need to do? Be mindful. Well, what know? the hell does like, that I mean? I mean, for me, like, if you do the rosary every single day, and anybody can do that. You don't have to be Catholic to do it, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's certain prayers, and they're timed out, and there's a certain amount that you do, and... And when you're doing those, it actually, you are taking the breaths. There mm-hmm. is a repetitive... There's a cadence to there that. There is. Yeah. There's a yeah. cadence to it. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's, a, depending on how fast your words can go, it's about 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same thing. It's structured mm-hmm. every single that's, day. That's key, right? Yeah. I think that's key. Because once you start building those habits, you're, you're very aware, mm-hmm. right? So if you start to get in a stressful situation, you could say... I know how to check in. Right. Right. You could check into yourself, whether it's breathing, whatever that might be for you, you know, whether you're doing, you know, your grounding practices to kind right. of just check in and like, okay, I'm here right now. This is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. You know, it doesn't, if the idea of meditating or mindfulness gets you stressful, it gets you stressed out, like it's already going in the wrong way. Right. Right. It's anything but that. So yeah. it's really like just about Marcus checking in. Marcus does very deep breathing and sometimes we'll just be on an airplane or whatever and you can hear him taking his breaths and I'm like okay he's doing his mm. meditation mm-hmm. like he's counting his breaths he's going through that that's, that's what the body's for imagine your whole purpose is to train that breath mm-hmm. your actual breathing the air you consume yeah mm-hmm. that's what you're training because it switches for every environment you put yourself in when you go for a run think of how you're breathing if you sit down and breathe that same way that's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. yeah 
So you're actually training, and I'll talk to my young guys. I'm like, hey, man, I'll do push-ups for a couple for a minute or so. I'll be breathing hard and out of, just yelling and screaming. I was like, but if I put you in a bedroom with your girlfriend, you'll do push-ups for hours and won't even get tired. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So don't tell me yeah. I don't know what I'm talking. You know, that's that's yeah. how you do this. You switch it around, and those breathing exercises, I, now I would remember how I would breathe when I was in a certain situation. And you can switch that mm-hmm. at will. You can. And it'll happen if you train it enough. This is what happened to me. I didn't notice it. But it, what happened was my, my, my breath, I just I, I found myself doing the breath i'm like what what environment am i in why am i breathing like yeah. that so when i put those two things together and this day and age man there's the the the, the information out there and everybody been practicing is so yeah it's, it's a wonderful available. time yeah, to be man, alive where like, we have access to all this exactly these different right. knowledge systems and in fact one of the things that we recommend for people to start their mindfulness practice is to download an app called uh, insight timer where you can listen to guided meditations so you don't even have to know how that to makes meditate. it easy you just you just put it on you just listen, listen to it for 10 minutes 15 <laughs> minutes and it just walks you through how about so, that yeah. it's called insight timer mm-hmm. that one's it, free there's other ones that are and so marcus listens to what's the app the breathe breathe, breathe. Yeah. it's called breathe What's funny is it would tell him after he's done a certain amount, like, you now have the breath of an otter or of a whatever. Mm. And then <laughs> one time he um, he was like, babe, he showed me the phone. It goes, you have the breath hold of a Navy SEAL. And I was like, you made it. Uh, look at you. <laughs> you graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Took long so enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a two-pump uh, chump anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I was pretty happy about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's little rewards. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> but there's a lot of apps for breath work. Um, it, here I am over here promoting the rosary. But there's a, an app called Hallow, and it's really amazing. It has all these different like Gregorian chants mm. and um, different music, um, prayers, or whatever that you can go through, and you can set like. If you want to pray for 15 minutes or for 30 minutes, it will, you just set the timer and it'll just go and you go along with it. So there yeah. are a lot of different, all across the spectrum yeah. of different meditations that you can do. Um, oh, oh, there's this. The reason you do that and find a place where you breathe well and you're, you're peaceful is because life's going to throw some stuff on you that's mm-hmm. going to get you out of that. And that's if right. you have practiced enough to do that and go into that, it'll, you push right through it. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's nothing. Yeah. Because if you go out searching for the hard times, we talk about this, mm-hmm. then that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. If you don't, life will just be like, and bring it right to you. That's here right. You here you go. Here's a here's a plate full of it. Here's some stuff somebody else didn't want either yeah. just because you're being freaking lazy. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And if you can't learn from it, it's going to keep bringing it. What's you up? Know? Your path is full of it. Whatever you go in there, you taught me this too, is that there's a sign in there for good. It's not a yeah. bad thing, a good thing. It's a thing. That's right. And when... As you pull that sign out of there and you're going down the rest of your life, if it shows back up, that means you're in a, a same scenario. That's right. And that's, that's your like turn and shift kind of move. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you learn how to work all three of them together, it's pretty amazing. Yep. So with the medicine, I mean, obviously you found it because it helped your family member that had addiction. And that is one of the biggest things that I have seen it help people with is different addictions, whether it's... Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol or a drug or whatever um it knowing that there is something that can truly help cut an addiction that needs to be told to the world Mm -hmm. i mean half of our issues in america is because of some sort of addiction um it might be 
a pain pill. It might be an upper. A, a, might be sugar. It might be sugar. Right. It yeah. might be whatever. Whatever it is, like to be able to break an addiction is huge. Mm-hmm. And there is a medicine, a one timer, not something that you get addicted to. Oh, dude, it kicks a, you out of there. You don't even want to say, I want to see you. Yeah. That's right. I ever mean, again. Yeah. A one timer that can help <laughs> people. Peace, 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 can you imagine if everyone that had an addiction could do this? I mean, and it's not just for addictions. There's, yeah. It can help um, people that are grieving. And mm-hmm. right now you're um, helping a lot of the widows in the military community. Um, I have seen a lot of the widows that have gone through the program and seeing the, the peace that they mm-hmm. have now, um, which I thought that they were at peace before, but seeing mm. how they are afterwards is so heartwarming and amazing that they're they're finding healing through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about the program that you're doing for Gold Star Families? Yeah, thank you for, for asking. So we, we have funding for a study uh, that is going to look at uh, psychedelics for prolonged grief. And there's a new diagnostic category. It's called prolonged grief disorder. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to demonstrate that there's psychedelic treatments for it. And we're going to do 15 women, psilocybin, and another group of 15 women are going to do 5-MEO. And then we're also going to have a control group. So we'll be able to compare all three conditions. Mm-hmm. So we're actively recruiting for that study. We're looking for women that lost men to combat or to suicide. Okay. I mean, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that you could find those people pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Doc, there's... What's, yeah. The, what's the end game? Is it to get that legal or as an approved treatment? So these are, these are small studies, so they're not going to convince the FDA, but it, uh, it's going to help uh, convince the government database. to make a case right. to okay. then fund bigger studies. That's great news. Yeah. So is that something that you're doing through the University of Texas? So yeah, UT is a research arm of the study and then we're doing the treatment so we're the site for the research they do the brain scan so they're going to come to ut get their brain scanned uh, get biomarkers measured get surveys and then they would go down to mexico or to jamaica or wherever the retreat's happening okay and then come back here and get another brain scan and the reason people have to leave the country is because of the legalization of it correct so uh these these compounds were scheduled in the 1970s they were they're considered to have uh no medical use which is wrong and high potential for abuse, which is that also wrong because they're the statement I, I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> well, and, and having that, gone through the program and having exactly to go through right. all the, the, the past stuff to get to this point, I, that that was the most absurd statement I've ever heard. Is that heard. because yeah. of the, like, the hippie movement in the 60s when everyone was just the war like, on drugs. taking uh, mushrooms out of cow poop and popping it in a concert yeah. or something? Like, Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was threatening to... To, to the government because it was part of the anti-war movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also the, the drugs that were being used by, uh, yeah, the counterculture mm-hmm. and protesters. So Nixon made them illegal to be able to persecute them. Man, I, if you're taking that stuff without being... Tra- I can understand. But they weren't I taking see that. I can understand no. that. Right. <laughs> they weren't taking Ibogaine. They weren't taking That's right. 5-MeO. No, 5-MeO is relatively <laughs> new to the kind of psychedelic community. And Ibogaine was also relatively unknown. It doesn't have a lot of repeat customers. Yeah. <laughs> no. That is for sure. <laughs> Man, you, are you that kidding me? Sure. Nope. That's the last thing I want to oh. do. Yeah, so, there's only a handful again. of us that have to go through that, right? That's right. <laughs> What's the process of trying to legalize that as a medicine that's done in a clinic or retreat type facility like you do in Mexico? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's different efforts. Uh, so there is an organization called MAPS 
that has been doing research with MDMA, and they're the closest to getting approval for that medicine through the FDA. Okay. And then psilocybin is probably coming next. Uh, for compounds like ibogaine and 5-MeO, they're a little bit further behind because they haven't sure. done enough research. Man, I get that. We don't have. I know, but that was nuclear bomb effect. But yeah, it would be amazing had... if doctors could do it here Absolutely. or retreat yeah. centers. It's to a do shame it here. that our veterans yeah. have to leave our country to go get treatment. Like, yeah. That is just so absurd. But at the same time, you know, I think we can also understand, like, if you turn the clock back 30, 40 years, sure. I mean, they were fearful. Man, right? Of, dude, terrible. You know? Had so it's like. Well, you and it's generational not... because I wasn't alive in that time, but yeah. it made me fearful. Like, sure. just the the word psychedelic, just because we're it's beat in our head yeah. that it's a bad thing. I was so apprehensive to Marcus or any close loved ones um, doing it because it scared me. Right. Because that's what we're conditioned to know. But then, like I said earlier, after seeing what it does, I'm like, wait a second, this isn't a um, abusive mm-hmm. kind of drug like cocaine or something like cocaine you can you know take it ruins your life eventually whatever i've never done cocaine but seen it in the movies mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and um it's not like that it's right. not an enjoyable thing this is a like marcus calls it it's a true confession yeah it's um i was afraid yeah we should have a ticker for how many times we all say this is scary and not fun and yeah. unenjoyable. Like, when I say I try, like, I was literally afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I even actually know, I have a knowing right in, and that's like, when I, I'm like. But it's a cleansing. It's a disrespect. I mean, it's like, I don't want to disrespect. It's like, yeah. So how do you... It's unbelievable, really. So that's how you know. I don't think people would... But that's why the research is so important, right? For those people who just don't... They don't know. They don't understand. Um, I mean, I was one of them. I never thought I'd be in the place, right? Like, I was a very analytical, objective person who's like, that's... I'm not doing that. Like, there's no way. But then you hear the stories. And not more more than hearing the stories, you see it. Mm-hmm. Well, you that's know? how you get... That's the proof right there. Just in the yeah, way check. that they they live their life. Yeah. That's, that was all I needed. It. I mean, we don't even talk about it. That's that's the downfall. I was like, man, normally when you come out, we wouldn't get quiet again. Right. We go back to our lives, but I mean, you're talking about a new operator in there, so it's right. like live by example. That's what we're doing. That's it. We ain't trying to push this on anybody. Right. Like, like we said in the beginning, it calls to you. I don't. I'm not telling anybody to go down there or do anything like that, man. All I'm saying is, is there's a difference. People will just start asking. Most ask. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, yeah. what, what's going on? What happened? scared to say anything yeah and i mean it's been a year and we're finally coming out with it but for a long time you know people would ask people ask, people ask me yeah. all the time like what is marcus doing where he looks so good in the and i'm boring now man i'm drinking too <laughs> <laughs> pathetic man i'm like and my answer which is true it's not lying is that he doesn't drink anymore mm-hmm but there's an underlying thing right. to that. Why doesn't he drink anymore? Right. And it's because of that. Medicine. I drank it all. <laughs> right. right. You know, you're like, when no one likes a quitter, it's like, well, we drank it all. Don't right. worry about it. And then, you know, you just, it is, it's a cleanse. Man, I can't tell you. I have the best day of my life every day. 
Mm-hmm. I say That's it out it. loud. That's it. Like I'll go around the corner and snicker, and I'm like, when we're all doing, I'm like, dude, man, something will show up. I'm like, thank you. And yeah. well, every day yeah, he's like, like, at the end of the day, he's like, did you have a good day? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, it was a great day. <laughs> right. You're just <laughs> overflowing with gratitude yeah. all the that, time. That's what it is. I was that's like, when you is. can the hat the the best joy you will ever have is in gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you're trying, I was like, man, I don't know how to. I keep thanking you. I think you're getting pissed at me, but I'm just gonna say thanks even more. Like I give you, and then you give him the hugs. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, I don't want to. Guys don't do that. But I was like. Well, and we used you know, to think, thanks, man. Yeah, that's right. We used to think we had great days, but when you take strip off a lot of the baggage, mm-hmm. which is what the medicine did for us, it just took a lot of walls down. And our marriage, I feel like, has gotten a gajillion times stronger. They're pulling and I, armor off. Yeah, and like I feel plane, like you know, just we were like... strong. We were unbreakable before, mm-hmm. but now it's like we're just an unstoppable yeah. force and um yeah, it's, it's almost like it put we never come off when we come off the line you never take your uniform or your armor off right even, even to, up to the point but what it, what it was is almost like remember before all this stuff started happening to us and you could separate the two like hey man i'm having a great day it's, it's like my armor's sitting right over there i can throw it on anytime i want yeah, right. yeah, i mean it's right, it's right there i can throw it anytime i want yeah and you know that that's another scary part when people are like well you guys don't want to fight anymore i'm like well it's because you know I, I know what i can do to you Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, not only that, I got there's some all of us out here. You can't imagine what we are. So it's with like pieces where you're supposed to be, like the happiness, gratitude, joy, and I I get that. That's the natural state. Natural state. That's the best way to say that. It's like you'll know when you're in your natural straight state, man, because everything flows like it's supposed to. Flow state. Yeah. It are there politicians that are actively trying to legalize this as a medicine? underline and highlight bold print that word as a medicine not as a drug um do you know of any that are actively trying uh yeah there's uh, there's different th- there's several examples mm-hmm. um i mean in texas governor perry mm-hmm. uh representative dominguez and then in pennsylvania there's there's an effort to establish a pilot program mm-hmm. to treat 200 veterans uh, there was some legislation passed in Connecticut, so there's there's different legislative efforts, and and veterans are leading the way. Well, that's how you and, know it work. That's it. They yeah. send us in first, that's and, it. and we, yeah. we volunteer for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. And if it pulls us out of that, and they see that, mm-hmm. I mean, we're designed to take pain. We're mm-hmm. the one that collect the scars and that you know all that stuff. We like that's it. So if they're sending us in to do something like a, like we are, and it turns back around, and you and you see the effect on it, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they make it? All right, now we're All right, ready. I got it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and a big part of that is not only are the guys going through, but the wives yeah. are going yeah. through and the widows. I mean, there's a whole other part to it. Yeah, like guinea pig, the veterans, it's fine. <laughs> like, let them. We used to do it. We love you, America. Guinea pig, <laughs> them, but the women are always untouched with mm-hmm. being a guinea pig of something. So for the fact that we, I I did it. So the mm-hmm. fact that we are doing it mm-hmm. is a huge indication that this is actually working. Because we can all say, oh, yeah, it helped our husband. But when we say, oh, my gosh, it changed, like, it changed my life. Yeah. And it cha- not only did it change his life, it changed mine. And then we can work as a team together. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. a lot of now marriages- what she says to it, like, makes complete sense. You know, there used to be the mm-hmm. Venus and Mars thing. Yeah. Like, when they start <laughs> talking to you in manly and they understand <laughs> it, and you're like, wait a minute. How do you know? They're on to us. <laughs> what do they know? What do they know? Oh, damn. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> They're in the manual. <laughs> uh, 
Bead window. <laughs> so anyway, I just I think that that really speaks to it is that it's not just something that we're guinea pigging them into. It it's something that is legit changing anybody's life. Like like your family member that was just in an addiction. She wasn't a veteran. She wasn't mm-hmm. you know. It's not like that. She was just someone struggling with addiction, and that that is the kind of key person that this can help or someone like me that had zero addictions, but just needed. And I didn't even know what kind of healing I needed. I just knew that it could help me. I trusted it because I, I saw the change in my husband and family and friends. Um, and it did, it completely changed my, and to be honest, it brought me closer to my faith, which was never in jeopardy, but I'm on a whole nother level now. And, and I love that. Like it made me so, so happy. And not only me, but like I roped my whole family into not only just our, our faith foundation, but like having discipline about it, which discipline is something I've never had. Um, I am the, he's great at discipline. I am not, I'm kind of a a chaotic mess in a bubbly cloud. Um, but, but like I'm just kind of like jumble. Play that back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I am now, that is one area of my life that I am disciplined in. And I, that just, it brings me so much inner peace and and joy. Well, I mean, we've, we've been intentional about that as well, right? I think as veterans were getting treated, there were kind of some spouses that would trickle in. Um, but now we have a dedicated program for our spouses and for adult children. Um, and it's, you know, very similar to the way that the, the guys go through, the gals go through in the veteran program, but we have a families program that it doesn't go all the way top shelf with the Ibogaine. We spare them. I get that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it does a psilocybin and five MEO, uh, you know, combination, which is you know changing lives, right? Yeah. Cause we feel like if we can heal the veteran, then we can f- heal the home that just cascades and we'll heal the community. Right. Mm-hmm. And that will just grow and grow and grow. I mean, I feel like this is a, this is a tidal wave, yeah. right? And it's, it's coming. I think it's that's coming. A, a big thing to talk about is that because we talked a lot about dudes doing the Ibo game. Why, why do the, the females do a less of I, not mm-hmm. Ibo game? Maybe mm-hmm. you guys can cover that. I think that's important. Yeah, I think Doc can speak to that. Scare, yeah. You know, there's a distinction. So, right. yeah, so we find Ibo game to be particularly effective for mild traumatic brain injury and addiction. Uh, if somebody doesn't have that, I usually dissuade them from doing IV game. They can get a lot of the same benefits from mushrooms or from 5-MeO or, or from ayahuasca. Uh, there's less risk to these experiences that are not IV game. There's also less cost to them. Um, so generally, it's better to start off with. What are the risks to IV game? So IV game has uh, cardiovascular effects. It can uh, lower a person's heart rate. It can also interact with specific medications and with supplements mm-hmm. and cause arrhythmias. So it's very important to um, be off psych meds, be off antibiotics, be off a number of different drugs before taking it. And then just be in general good health, like um, mm-hmm. liver health, heart health, not being. I can drop my heartbeat down now easy mm-hmm. with all the breathing and everything. Because it, it, it's, I'm sorry, man, I was talking about a giggle moment. Because it's, <laughs> I mean, isn't that crazy? The minute I'm like, oh, it's awesome. He's like, how awesome was I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm beautiful. Wow. Just <laughs> that's right. That's that fear, the respect fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. So, how do you prevent a scare from that? That's through the the medical workup 
that you do beforehand is making sure that they don't have any issues with their heart and that kind of stuff? Correct. Yeah. So there's a medical screening and tapering the drug safely. Sometimes we tell people they need to be off of their psych meds and they just abruptly stop them and that's dangerous too. So it has to be done slowly, um, you know, with a professional. Yeah. And then there is the workup that they do. So the lab work, the EKG, and then the monitoring during the experience. So there's always three medical professionals there mm -hmm. um, to handle emergencies if they come up. But we haven't had any issues with veterans. Well, it's, not the, it's not the people I understand. I understand what you're thinking. We all thought that. I mean, mm -hmm. it was like, hey, fly by night is in. I was like, no, no, no. Man, you, you, you feel like you get locked into something like a, mm -hmm. a procedure. That's right. And you're, there are people watching out for you at all times and this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. And you're, it's a hand-by-hand, guide-by-guide. You know exactly what's going on. And if you follow that, you're good to go, right? You're not – and there's so much more, obviously, that goes into it than what we're talking about. This is just a brief overview. But mm -hmm. um, so What are some of the risks with some of the other medicines like 5-MeO or psilocybin? So those are mainly uh, psychological risks. So uh, when, when not properly – administered like in the wrong context without preparation at the wrong dosage uh they can they can create uh trauma even they can leave somebody worse um with 5-meo because the person is not really present like it's almost like a state of you know out of body or near death mm -hmm. that they can have uh aspirations if they vomit you can aspirate um so and then in combination with psychotropics so specific antidepressants plus psychedelics can also be problematic. Yeah. The risk on the 5-MEO is a forward flip in the bed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an actual flip. You, yeah. you need to understand, like, when you when you go in, something shows up. That's right. And if you put something in there that's not supposed to be there, it's like the landlord knocking on the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. What the hell yeah. are you doing in my house? Yeah. That's right. And to get that out of there can be interesting. It can. <laughs> so for yes. people that... This is the first time they're ever hearing about this. The ibogaine, when they're doing this experience, you've explained that there's medical professionals on mm -hmm. board and they're monitoring their heart and everything. How long are they in the experience or the journey, whatever you Eternity is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality. In yeah. reality, so the, the, there's different phases to the experience. So there's a visionary phase where people have these, you know, um, visualizations or uh, visual hallucinations mm -hmm. that can last from six to 12 hours. And then there's a residual stimulation phase, which can be 20 hours. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a good two days that people take to completely come out of it. And how long do you want them to have downtime after that? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, ideally they wouldn't rush back into their life or work. So an ideal program would be like five to seven days. Not everybody can, can take that time off work. Um, so I've seen that, um, in the program, you typically do the ibogaine and then follow it up two days later with the 5-MEO. Mm -hmm. Is there a strategy to that? Yeah, there, there's there's different reasons. There's psychological benefits to sequencing those medicines. There's physiological benefits. So they have different properties, different neurotransmitter systems they work on. So ibogaine is primarily for neurogenesis, new brain cell growth. Mm -hmm. And then the 5-MEO reduces inflammation. So by having those two effects, you're having a very pronounced... Uh, improvement in the mild. Best way I can say it is uh, making a soup, like if, when the Ibogaine does that, and then uh, hitting hitting it with the fire. Mm. That's right. And all those ingredients, I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and from a psychological standpoint, like Ibogaine is a shadow work, like, you know, dealing with your stuff and things you've been avoiding. 
And then the 5-MEO is that it feels like more integrating and, yeah. and more of the spiritual experience. What I've noticed um, with other people that have gone through the program, and this is my very simple way of explaining it, is that the Ibogaine removes the darkness mm-hmm. and the 5-MEO backfills it with light. That's a beautiful way to put it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, Man, it's funny when we talk about this out loud and people who know you, I'm, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, and I well, mean, but, I get that. But if you That's right. Yeah, I, get it, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trust me. If you know, you know. But even someone that has never done it, like, Think about whatever you're going through in your life. Like, just there's some dark shit sometimes. And just think of like that, it's shaking that out. And then the five. You've never experienced anything like it. And then the five. People try and tell you about it, man. It's like, it's filling you with God's love. And with that, like, eternal, whatever you want to call it, source or the universe or whatever, to me, it's God. It's a and direct link. It, it is a uh, direct link to the Holy Spirit and that mm-hmm. you have his love and his light, like, shining through you. And I've always been taught, like, be that beaming light to everybody. <laughs> it's almost like a feel. Most people walk around with faith. They know that. They can feel it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to check in... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to check in, just like bother the boss and be like, "Hey, I'm just right. wondering what's going on." Show up in his on. office. You still yeah. there? Dude. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. For me, I mean, the Ibogaine. It felt like I was ru- so prior to the Ibogaine. It's like you're running on the same computer software from the day you were born, right? You never, you never defragged it. You never reset your computer. You never, you know, did any updates. And the Ibogaine for me cleared all that out and then i went into the five and it's just like it plugs you in to source to love to god whatever you want to call it and it gives you every single upload you could ever need for eternity check it that's a great way to say that yeah. or, or you or your whole life you've been putting the computer together that's right and then then you fire that fired sucker up. up yeah maybe that's and whatever's not supposed to be in there goes flying out that's right. kind of deal and it defrags right. itself as it puts it back together and you're just kind of sitting there you're you're laying there letting it do its thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you feel it moving. You feel it working. Wow, man. It's an interesting So interesting Andrew, experience. John, and Kara, like, y'all have never done it. Do we sound crazy, or do you understand <laughs> what we're saying? It's okay to say yes. I think I follow 100%. It's still scary. Like, because you mentioned to me one day, like, would you think about doing it? And I was like, uh... Like, I don't know that I'm prepared well, to like... Well, and the little backstory, the only reason I said that is because I've known Andrew since he was a child. And I, it's not like I'm just saying it to like a random, you know, like, oh, you should do this. Yeah. So I ask questions. Um, but I know that he could use some healing. Yeah, kind of crazy, you know, crazy stereotypical crazy, you know, childhood. But I just feel like there's a lot of dark stuff that's like lingering there mm-hmm. that I don't know, even know that I'm ready to like face, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's like bringing somebody in who can face it for you so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but... but- and I'm not like saying you have to do it. I'm just saying, do, do you understand what we're saying? To some level. I think there's still only because I had a, you know, a young, um, bad edible experience in my mm-hmm. life that oh my I, gosh, he took which, a CBD, gummy. which I know it's probably not a good comparison. It was not a CBD. It was an actual, no, it was actual there's, edible. There's nothing like, um, it was like a real, real edible. Uh, um, and it just was a, it was a trip. Like I actually had a, it wasn't like stuff, you know, smoked before, like, you know, and that was a very different experience than 
this edible experience that I had. You were also no, I get at it. A the only bad trips I've had are inedible. Yeah. Yeah. He was at a football, was a football game. game. Oh wow! And he had been drinking. I've been drinking. It was a bad. It was a series of bad things. Yeah. Right? It was like, we went and had margaritas, then I had this oh, edible. Dude. Yeah. Oh, come on now. And I remember seriously having this out-of-body experience where yeah. like, I always joke about it and everyone laughs, but like I felt like I could zoom in and out of the field. Yeah. And I was just having these different experiences. So You're well, writing the book on how the, not to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect way of me explaining you did a drug. Yes. This program is doing a medicine. Which was why that was scary. There was no one there with me. Correct. Right. To help me navigate that. Yeah, or just yeah, help you breathe through it. That's or, right. Yeah. It was just, just me yeah. trying to figure out how to walk. I was actually, I was with Ethan. Ethan that used to work here. And I remember standing up to do the national anthem. And I was wearing a hoodie. It was cold. Sing it. <laughs> was that? Yeah. He was holding me by the back of the hoodie to keep me from falling forward because I just didn't think I could even stand. It was wow. Don't do that. Right? Yeah. Like, but you still stood up. I appreciate that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> but you did a drug. But it was a drug. hundred percent. And that is what my biggest issue with when people think about yes, this is that medicine experience. is yes. they think like, oh yeah, I took shrooms in college, like. It's no. like, like you said, it's like brain surgery. That's not That's what not I'm the same thing at all. Yeah. No. This is a mm -mm. medicine with intention, with prep work, with post integration. There is a complete difference between that and taking some weird edible at the Texans game. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you I, that's also stuff, does it scare you from it or does it sound informative? I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I well, think good. I think the, right. Yeah, like, I think there want. needs to be a, yeah. there needs to be a certain level of yeah. respect or fear, you know, yeah, yeah, quote, yeah. Quote, of the of what it has the power and capability of doing. But it's super informative. It's it's enlightening in a way that makes you go, okay, like if it has got this much cause and effect for the mm -hmm. people that are experiencing it, then why would you not want to at least do further research and support it? Well, man, you, you can't. You don't even know what power is. Yeah, and that, that kind of. Deal. And I think the that best things in uh, <laughs> how to change your mind with Michael mm -hmm. Pollan. The best analogy I've heard is: imagine if we took a caveman, put him in a time machine, and put him in Times Square for an hour, mm -hmm. and then took him back to his cave. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, he knows something incredibly profound happened, but he can't even. Uh, I can't even write it on the cave wall or explain yeah. it to my yeah. cave mates. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Mm -hmm. uh, like you and I the other night, we were talking, Marcus. I'm like, I can't even explain with these things what happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, I, and I fail in trying. It's beyond words. It's beyond words. Yeah. Exactly right. yeah. 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 So for your project with the <laughs> with the Gold Star family, the Gold Star um, wives, you're wanting 15... We need uh, 40... 40 people. Oh, 40. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you need 40 gold star. Is it just wives? Or are you looking for parents? or uh, Just wives for this study. Okay. So mm -hmm. gold star wives. And the program is, is going through who? So they could uh, contact us through our website. Uh -huh. And then we would direct them to UT if they qualify. Mm -hmm. And that is through Heroic Hearts? So Heroic Hearts is a funding arm of the organization. So we're partnered with Heroic Hearts and they're working directly with UT. Okay. To get the study so it's Mission mm -hmm. Within and Heroic Hearts mm -hmm. going through the University of Texas Dell Medical Center. Correct. Um, so if if you're listening and you are a Gold Star Wife, 
and you want to be a part of this program, you just go to heroicarts.com. Uh, missionwithin.org. Oh, missionwithin.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you go through yeah. you, and then mm-hmm. they'll help with the funding. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in awesome. addition to the to the gold star, though, it's also open to to women who have lost a you know a service member even after, mm-hmm. right to to mental health. So if there was a suicide after service, mm-hmm. that's in addition to the gold star. So both of those populations would be eligible for this. Okay. Yep. And um, with the University of Texas uh, Dell Medical Center that's doing the psychedelic research, how can people learn about them or or support their efforts? Mm-hmm. So they, they have their own website. I don't have the URL, but we can probably put it into the show we'll notes later. Into mm-hmm. it. Okay. And then other um, programs that are helping just this movement of healing. Yeah. Can we talk about some of those? Absolutely. I, I would credit uh, Vets and Emery Marcus Capone mm-hmm. for really kind of uh, accelerating this, this movement, mm-hmm. which is now leading to legislative change. How about those two, man? Mm-hmm. They're, so, they're a power team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there's uh, the Hope Project, which is uh, geared towards helping women, um, mm-hmm. so female veterans, spouses. Uh, the Heroic Hearts Project, their initial focus was just ayahuasca, but now they're also involved with Ibogaine, 5 Um Those are the, the ones that come to mind. Well, Seal Future Foundation, mm-hmm. very uh, right. you know helpful in, in helping fund these treatments, and also uh, they've supported UT and their research efforts, oh, so nice. they, they've donated money towards this. So. Nice. Yeah, so if you know someone out there that could benefit from any of this, I mean, share this episode, obviously, because there's someone out there who, after listening to this episode, mm-hmm. knows someone in their life or in their mm-hmm. circle that could probably benefit from this treatment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these are all veteran-based programs. What if someone just has a sister that mm-hmm. is suicidal or that yeah. is dealing with addiction or, I don't know, like just they feel like they can use the medicine where do mm-hmm. they go well that's 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 i think one of the toughest parts right now is is figuring out like which providers are legitimate where to go mm-hmm. how to pay for this how to afford this right? yeah so right now the, the majority of the treatments are happening outside of the country because that's where they're legal a lot of work is being done in jamaica because the government has embraced this as a as a treatment modality so um there's a bunch of retreats there well, that remember we're the youngest over here it's almost like we ran, we mm-hmm. ran every country till we got to here. It's just catching, well, that stuff's just catching up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we, that brings us back to like the people that are just, you meet someone and they're like, oh, my brother's an addict and we've tried mm-hmm. everything. We've tried every, you know, uh, treatment facility or whatever. There's really no hope for them right now with this, or they just need to find their own, um, their own program out of so the we, we We are treating civilians as well. So we, we can uh, point people in the right direction, or if they're a good candidate for our program, we could potentially treat them. Okay. Um, but it's it's just hard to kind of endorse or recommend any specific mm-hmm. program. Oh, sure, because it's yeah. the thing, because of what it is. Yeah, it. yeah, I would have had to go through what they're doing. So right. there's, there's some in Costa Rica that I do know that are doing great work. Soltara mm-hmm. for Ayahuasca is one of them. Okay. Um, but that's, that's about and it. And does, does the ayahuasca help with addiction? Yeah. And what about suicide, like suicidal thoughts? Yeah, well, if somebody's suicidal, I think ketamine would be the best option because it's already legally available in the United States. And there's ketamine clinics everywhere. So you would just Google ketamine clinic near me and, and that one. So I've one. also seen ketamine abused. Yeah. Um, so with ketamine, if someone is looking to help their family member, 
Um, do you recommend finding a clinic that has a pre and post integration? 100%. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is critical yeah. for all psychedelics to have that um, rigor in the preparation, the integration, mm-hmm. and then the sacred or the safe holding of the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it's used in a clinical setting, it's not as addictive as taking a take-home dose, yeah. for example. I highly recommend no one doing a take-home dose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. people do that, and it's batshit crazy. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, I am very anti-drugs. So I feel like that is a drug if mm-hmm. you're just doing it, like taking it home and sniffing it just whenever you feel like um, getting high. Mm-hmm. So, but in a clinic, if you're having the ketamine and you're doing it for the right intention and you do do the prep work, you talk to a coach beforehand and you, you really set that intention and then change your life afterwards. You have to make certain changes, whether that's maybe distancing some friends or whatever it is, whatever is triggering you to be in the position to to have the reason you went and did the ketamine, you have to remove those negative things from your life. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any ketamine clinics that you recommend? Uh, it depends on the state. Okay. So I do have some trusted providers in Virginia. There's some here in Texas. There's some in California that I know. So are you okay with people going to Mission Within's website and just saying like, hey, can you point me in the right direction? Um yeah, I mean, they they could they could contact us. Like, mm-hmm. I can only talk about my experience with right. a few providers. But if they're in a state that we don't have any experience, we wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like with anything we said, we we came in first. It, once it gets going, it'll get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really hope that um, the legislators really look at this and and look at it as a medicine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have to keep the the druggies <laughs> at bay and not. Well, it's just with anything. Yeah. Yeah. But really, if you look at it from a medicinal standpoint and realize that it is changing people's lives, it's it's saving life. People that are suicidal that um, that did it and they realize like life is worth living and I have a purpose. It might not be the same purpose as the next guy, but everybody has their own purpose, and that might be their children. It mm-hmm. might be their wife or their mom. Or whatever, but there's there's no reason to take your own life because of pain. When pain is relative, you can your brain can wash that pain away. If you know, if one of the, really... the coolest things I've heard from a couple of the gold star wives, but coolest isn't the right word. I apologize for that. But some of the gold star wives have said, if my husband had done this, he would be here. Mm-hmm. type of thing so that you want to talk about an endorsement of mm-hmm. this after they do it they're like right. I know if he had done this he'd right. be here yeah. so, mate, so that death was not in vain right He's, it is going to serve a purpose but that's that, why that the, brought tears to my eyes when I heard some of those testimonials I'm like oh my god man holy shit yeah I mean there's vo- there's volumes of testimony right there's volumes I mean we could speak all day about individual stories and oh impact. we got people going through right? just the person themselves that's right mm-hmm. yeah but I mean if you're looking at two testimonials yeah. that's right that's right yeah, I mean, that's, if they tell you they went through it no matter there's some guys we're like hey man I don't care what he says I'm like ride or die with that guy like, that's it follow him into wherever that's it right. 
But that's why the the research aspect of what we're trying to do is so, so important and so critical because they're just, we understand Western medicine needs, they need, you know, the quantitative side of things. They need the data to support so the are, when you're doing this, you're collecting all the data and you're giving it to UT. Is that right? Well, they would get the brain scans at UT, so UT would be collecting the data. We're okay. just doing the treatments. Mm -hmm. But we'll probably start to start to uh, collect some more qualitative stuff, right? Some experiential stuff from people at different points in mm -hmm. time as well, mm -hmm. right? Because we want to be able to to really mesh it all together to give a full sure. picture oh, yeah. of the impact. The whole program. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, what is your story with Mission Within? Sure. So. Um, so I served in the Marine Corps, uh, did a couple tours, and then coming back, you know, the unfortunate veteran narrative, right? I had the, I had the struggles with the TBIs, with the depression, anxiety, all of it, right? And um, I coped with it by staying very, very busy and active, right? I got back, went right back to school, got into my career, started a family. But when that started to slow down, I started to unravel, and I unraveled quickly, um, you know, turned to alcohol. I was angry. I was confused and lost. Um, and, and actually ended up going to the Marcus Institute for Brain Health. That was kind of my first step where I met this amazing therapist who, um, you know, while I was getting the treatment for all of the, the cognitive stuff that I had going on and the, the PTSD and depression, um, you know, just opened my eyes to the, to the woo-woo side of things that I was like, I don't believe in any of what you're talking about. But the more and more I heard it, something in, inside me was like, this is true. Like when you just hear something, you may have never heard it before, but you hear it and it resonates and you're like, okay, I need to listen. Like, this is the point where I need to shut off all my biases and just listen to what she's saying. And that relationship continued, right? Even after I got, you know, out of the Marcus Institute and she left and she actually serves as a therapist for, for Mission Within. And she just gave me a call and she's like, Ryan, you know, I'm, I'm working with, with Martine. Uh, they're doing some great work for veterans. I think it's right up your alley. Would you be willing? And I was like, shit, here it is. I was like, okay, it presented itself. And, and I went down and I mean, to say it was life-changing is, is a gross understatement, right? I mean, I came out not just repaired, but better than I ever was. Like, I don't recall a time in my adult life, even pre-service, where I felt this good and this in tune with everybody and everything around me. It was, it was a whole new world to operate out of. Um, and, and, I had a, and I knew I had a... When I was in the medicine space, like, it just kept coming to me. Like, I need to give back to veterans. That's what's important to me. Your ego has kind of gotten you into a, in a career trajectory that's great for your finances and your ego, but you've got to get rid of that. That's got to, that's got to be put to the side. And, and I listened to it. I took it to heart. And I came out, and I came out with a plan. Um, you know, obviously I had to talk with my family because it's going to cause some changes. But I said, I need to get back, and I'm, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to find a way. And as it does, it presents itself, right? And, you know, connected with Martine and told my story, and um, here I am. Here I am, and you know I'm just doing the best to just change that narrative mm -hmm. and get as many people to help as possible. And what's your role with the yeah. organization? So it, basically, operational support. So my career um, was in was in healthcare. I work in academic uh, healthcare as an executive. So I oversaw a bunch of research, um, and and I'm in a whole bunch of aspects: finance, human resources, kind of the whole gambit. Mm -hmm. um, and I just basically want to take that skill set, and rather than feed my ego with a bigger office and a bigger paycheck, I want to give back. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, you know, I came to, came to Martina, said, I'll do whatever you need me to do, whatever you need me to clean the bathrooms. I'll clean the bathrooms. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to get, I want to get as many people to this healing as possible. Cause I mean, it completely changed my life. The relationship with my wife and my children is it's 
uh, it's indescribable. Fun. It, it's amazing. Like, like, you know how much fun we had? It's <laughs> it joy. just brings you like that, you yeah, know? Yeah, joy in there. Like, yeah, ultimately, I think everything we did was work. Yeah. Not, not the medicine. Yeah. The medicine's not fun. Just no, that is not fun. Yeah. I've not fun. Clear. <laughs> 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 I've been very upfront about it. I've made that perfectly clear, I thought. Yeah. Right. I, That's mean, right. I don't need to repeat myself. I'm just myself, letting do I? everyone know the medicine is not fun. It's yeah. life yeah. afterwards yes. is fun because you have let go mm-hmm. of of all of the tension mm-hmm. and expectations, and there's so many things that we kind of cling on to, comparing ourselves to others and whatnot. And it's like, just be you. I think what God told Marcus is just be. Like that's, it's really just going inside yourself and understanding that you don't have to live Mm -hmm. up to these different expectations and these different, you know, what society wants us to be. We have each other, we have our faith, we have our friends and family, we serve our purpose, Mm -hmm. we... That's really in in our kids, and that's it. That's oh, yeah, all let you know that what matters. you're supposed to focus on. That's it. Like yeah. if that's you can, when that jaw hits, and you're like, oh. If you can tune in <laughs> and be open to it, you're going to come away with a purpose. I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah, and that's what most right? people are missing. I think. Yeah, they're just kind of existing and what, whatever catches their attention. So that's why the stresses are always different, and that's why a lot of people cr- get crushed because they're not supposed to be handling certain types of stress. It's, it's like a reset. Yeah. Like playing the game with the controllers were backwards. Yeah. And then it flips that sucker back around. You're like, ah. Got it. Got it. Well, it's like you come out of it with a whole new set of, uh, obviously a new perspective, but a new set of rules and kind of an ethos to live by. But then you're back in a world that doesn't support that. Right, right. So that's why the community is so, so important. Right? Yeah, and the training, Training. keeping up on things. And, you know, I mean, integration isn't a six-week process. It's a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's constantly coming up every day and going to bat and doing the work. And, oh, because you, you get better. That's it. You get better and better. Yeah, you're actually it's in an fun. environment where you're training and, and new yeah. stuff shows up and then you got new scenarios, yeah. scenario-based. Yeah. Well, it's just like being in the military. Right, I think Ryan brings up a good point because the integrate. you guys did a great job of briefing us like the 30, 60, 90 because the first 30, that pink cloud phase, I'm sitting at a stoplight crying because the stoplight's beautiful. But then that next 30 days, <laughs> I was kind of on a low because I'm like, why is everybody not like this? Why are yeah. the homeless people? Why is there war? I had a little bit of a low in my integration, like, what's going on, people? Mm-hmm. Why isn't everybody great? Mm-hmm. And then the, the last 90 or 60 to 90, I found my, my cruise point. But there mm-hmm. were some ups and downs in the integration. And then this guy creepily calling, right on time. <laughs> and then I'm like, I needed that phone call. Yeah. So yeah. having that support and knowing that the integration isn't just sunshine and right. lollipops is yeah. it's critical. Work. It's work. It's work. It is. It's well, and I think that's why it's important that, like, if a veteran's going to go through your program, it is important that the wife considers doing it too. Because oh, yeah. um, I remember Marcus, a lot of husbands I would hear from friends, like, they would come home and it would just be cloud nine. Like, everything, they were so happy and like showing love and affection or whatever. And I had heard this before, and then Marcus comes home, and he was an asshole. I mean, <laughs> like, so... No offense. He was so... It I don't was think like, y'all out where they sent me. It was way worse than what I had dealt with before. And I just, like... That's awesome. I was scared to death, mm. honestly, because I'm like, wait, my husband didn't come home. Like, what you're saying, he's not yeah. bubbly and hugging me. Um, and so I was terrified and 
thankfully to the program, I at, um, uh, I had a coach that I could call and say, like, hey, Marcus is not happy. He is not in a good mood. I don't know if he even likes me anymore. Like, it's I'm terrified. What did you do to him? You know, I was scared. And I was told, like, just don't he's going through his thing. It's not anything you're doing. Just continue to love him and show him love and don't stop what you would normally do. Don't act scared. Cause I was scared. I'm like, wait, is this going to like, mm-hmm. is this the end? Um, and the coach told me like, this is, this has nothing to do with you. There's no cause and effect from this. Just be you. And I can't had, believe it showed back up. And yeah. <laughs> after doing that for two weeks, he just snapped out of it. And ever since then, we've been stronger than ever. And that was the best advice that she could give me was just to keep loving him because it wasn't me. I'm not the one that was making him like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened in that time period, that two-week time period, Marcus said to me, he's like, we're just not on the same Page, I'm on a different, I see the world differently now. And I really thought about that. And he goes, you wouldn't do the medicine. And I'm like, yeah. I don't sound like that. I would, <laughs> yeah. first of all, I, I would never you talk to you like no. that. I know, right? I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to stick up me. for myself here. I don't talk to you like that ever. That was in a two-week time period that I'm well, saying then that it was wasn't a little me. transition. Exactly. <laughs> uh, still was, but, some hell was like. You know, I think there's a few people listen to this, all right? So. <laughs> but I had to really sit back and think about it. Like, you're right. I wouldn't do that medicine because – I don't need it. And I realized that was my ego, like saying that. And then I had to think, I just sit, sit back and like, okay. Oh, it almost got me because I was like, you made me go down there. Yeah, he, he did. Like, you you oh, yeah. put me in that. He told me that. He said, You're, you wanted to change me. You can't believe what happened you to me. You wanted. In there. And so. <laughs> Dude, I was like, whoa. That's what scared me is he was right. I did want, I didn't want to change who he was. I wanted him to go back to who I knew. Mm. And. I wasn't trying to change him into like a different person. I love him. I love who he is at his core. That's what I was trying to get him back to by encouraging him to do this. I didn't realize how far I'd gotten away from myself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so that's when I considered doing the medicine. And the mm-hmm. reason I, I air that dirty two week laundry is that if I wouldn't have done the medicine, I don't think we would be on the same page. This is mm-hmm. good stuff to be bringing yeah, up because we, I went through the same thing. This is perfect. Yeah, because I, up. after doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I just, I immediately, and I let go of a lot of fear, like anticipated fear, you know, like, okay, I can't do this or I'm going to trigger this or, you know, whatever. I just, I let go of all of that eggshell walking kind of attitude that had built up over years and the reason i needed to let go is because he had changed Mm -hmm. he wasn't drinking anymore so i need to let go of any fear that i had that brought that but before i did the medicine i still it's natural to have that but the medicine helps you get rid of that Mm so we had same thing man two weeks was a month for Susie and i because i came back we come back lean mean fighting machine clean piece of paper I'm great. She's like, well, yay for you. Yeah. I'm still mm-hmm. kind of, you know, old you still kind of floating in my mind. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, it's a good brief that they do to 
prepare the spouses or the significant others for the changes when they come home. So, because there was there was some tension, there was some dog fighting yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, and thank Susie stepped into the medicine too with with Doc, and now we now now yeah we're flying formation. It's mm-hmm. great, but there, it, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up. Yeah. And so I do. I'm not like saying it, people need to do it, but just consider it. If your husband is going through, consider doing it yourself too, because it is. Oh, if y'all are a team. Yeah, you're a team. Like if you have a real team, like or even the wives could go first potentially. Yeah, or the wives could go first, and um, and that way you are on the same page because it does. It's like a clean slate. It just erases everything that happened before. You're that not going to hold on to grudges. Mm-hmm. Wife going first, make it, because she'll be like, you know, as opposed to us, we're like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, Which I'm, yeah, so I'm grateful that y'all are doing all this. I'm grateful that y'all are changing lives. Um, and it is a ripple effect. Um, One of the questions we get asked all the time, email, social media, is what people can do for the veteran community. And obviously, I think for general population, you know, regu- the regular guy, while there's still not a lot of treatment options for them, they could still be supporting y'all's mission. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's only going to go to further the efforts to hopefully one day legalize it here in the country. So how can the regular guys support what you guys are doing? Great question. So, uh, yeah, so the, our uh, partner in the nonprofit world is Heroic Cards Project. They're a 501c3, so they can accept tax-deductible donations. So I would... Uh, be grateful if people, you know, support yeah. veterans in that way. Because especially th- this research, it's expensive. It's expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but it's pro- you know, obviously treating the veterans and getting the homes healed. That's that's what we are. But we understand that to get this to the most amount of people possible and to change that narrative, it, research is required. So, yeah. you know, if people can contribute that way, but really, you know, just if you see someone struggling, you know reach out be that person don't be don't make it uncomfortable and just you know let them know if you hear this like there are options out there mm-hmm. and and we're you know we're not going to say we're the option every single time right because yeah. if, if it's right for you we'll get you there if it's not we'll also let you know and they have to be willing 100 they have to be willing to do the work because it is work you don't just go down there and do right. it and come home like mm-hmm. we we talked about it a bunch but there is a lot of work. And you had said, like, it's not just a six-week program coming home. It's a lifetime. And I think that's another reason it's important that your spouse does it is because you can hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And you can say, hey, you know, you haven't been doing your meditation lately. Let's, like, Marcus is really good about telling me, let's go on our walks. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Like, he is really good about being disciplined that way. Yeah. Like, just hold when you do it as a team, you can you have an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, thank y'all. I like to throw it in there. It's a little subtle. I go, I, I've been doing my breathing. You've been doing yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. America, we're great at when it comes to stuff like this because instead of just putting it into the government and making us all do it, yeah. like, get out there and road test it. That's right. And if we do it this way, it's better. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey man, proof in there. They, they like we like watching each other go through stuff and like, hey man, he took an ass whooping like you can't believe. Yeah, yeah. And he did that to to, to make us better. Yeah. There's some respect that comes with that. No I, don't know, I don't know how we got that got bred into us, but it's a thing. Yeah. It's one guiding light of this of our crew in this country. Mm-hmm. Because we treat each other, it's pretty amazing. And this is this is that's how you know this is in the right step, and it pushes in because it's a one by one deal. Mm-hmm. Fix one. Fix that one second. Turn around and fix the other one. That's it. Because every, everyone's different. Yeah. It's like an oxygen mask on an airliner, right? What do they tell you? 
you got to put your mask on yeah. first before you can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I can. You actually pay attention when you're in there, dude. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so missionwithin.org or dot com. Dot org. Dot org mm -hmm. is how everybody finds you. Mm -hmm. And then the documentary No Fallen Heroes is yeah, coming out that um, that it kind of shows people what um, Dr. Martin does and yeah. Man, it's really like a good people. Like y'all are good. You ever run across a good person? Love it. <laughs> I, I, like we kind of stay away from those in our community because we're yeah. completely different, right? Yeah. And, and, but when you see one, like when in, the, in a, especially when there's a few all walking, like an absolute just good person there with the best intentions, even if you yell, you're like, hey, it's gonna be fine. You know, it's not just the happy person. I'm not talking about that fool. I'm talking about the the good person, right? Mm -hmm. Tells you what's what. And it's really something when you run into them. They're rarity down here, like unicorns. Thank y'all yeah. for what y'all do, and yeah. um, I mean, you're literally changing generations. You're not just changing people. So thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to plug or talk about? Not really. No. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. This was great. Thank you.